recording in the basement of Kramer Hall to becoming one of the most respected brands in all of student media. You are listening to KCLU Columbia 88.1 FM, a free service of MSA GPC. And welcome to KNC Sports here on this wonderful Tuesday morning. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tucson here in the studio at KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia Online at KCOU.FM. Cole, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, and I just want to give a big shout-out before we start our show. So one of our good friends and former colleagues, Logan Krennic, who recently went to Mizzou, transferred to Minnesota, hit a home run a few years ago— few years ago, excuse me, a few days ago on the Minnesota Club baseball team, so I just want to give a big shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, he had a big dinger, and they wound up winning that game uh, by like like eight to nothing or something. Uh, but yeah, good for good for Logan. Uh, we, we miss him. Hopefully, I, I'm I'm sure he I'm sure he's still he's he knows where to tune in if he wanted to. Um, but anyhow, anyhow, let's uh let's kind of. Get back to things here. We got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Um, big week in college football. Uh, big week that just happened. Big week that's coming up. Um, the NFL is absolute madness, and I I love it. I, I adore it with all my heart. Um, the, the AL just got locked down for the most part for playoffs. NL is still up for grabs. We're going to talk about baseball. And then uh, breaking down uh, Mizzou's game last Saturday. Uh, Tigers, at least in football, on a bye this Saturday, so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, breaking down what happened uh, last over the weekend, uh, some controversial stuff. Uh, so we'll be talking more about that when we get to it. Um but yeah, so that's that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, stick with us after the break, and we'll start it right off. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them. KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. KCOU. 
ACLU This kid died from using illegal drugs. And this kid died from using prescription painkillers. Now you tell me, which one's more dead? Talk to your kids about prescription drug abuse. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Cole, let's start out, uh, let's recap the, the, the scores around college football that weren't Mizzou. So, uh, so let's start out. Um, we're going to look mainly at the top 25, but I think you know there's some interesting scores from all around the game. Penn State absolutely demolished Illinois. Did you see this? I unfortunately did not see the Penn State-Illinois game. So, I mean, I checked the score line, so I don't really have a say in it, but I did hear that Penn State demolished Illinois. 63-24 to for the Nittany Lions. Uh, Trace McSorley went 12 for 19 for 160 yards and three touchdowns. You gotta give that guy the ball more. He's, he's gonna be putting up numbers, man. But, uh, you know, compound that with Miles Sanders going 22 carries for 200 yards, three touchdowns for Penn State. They ran roughshod over the, over the Illini. Uh, your, your Trojans won on a field goal. That was great to see, and it was definitely great to see the Trojans finally got in the win column because they struggled at the beginning of the season after getting blown up by Stanford, losing to Texas. It was great to see a win, and not only that, but a conference rivalry win. Yeah, and they have, they blocked the, the game-tying field goal from, from Washington State. Uh, that, that game was destined for overtime, and the Trojans got the block, so you know, got to give props to them for that. Um, let's see, uh, what else? Your Aggies played in Alabama. Yeah, and the, the result is, as you would expect, uh, Ags got their, you know, got just totally blown out. Kellen Mond, though, had maybe not the best passing showing, but he had a good rushing show. 18 carries for 98 yards and a rushing touchdown from the quarterback. Um, but you know this is this is what everyone kind of expected. Um, Alabama's in, in my mind. I think Alabama's going to win the national championship this year. I've already decided it. I don't. I don't think there's a team on this planet right now in college football that can beat them. I think that's a fair bet. They definitely are a favorite. How about Old Dominion upsetting Virginia Tech? That came out of absolutely nowhere, but I'm happy about it. I mean, props to. Props to Old Dominion, you know, Virginia Tech, the the Hokies, um, you know they beat they. I mean, I, I I say they beat FSU like that's something that you know nobody does nowadays. It's pretty easy now, uh, but you know they still they're the number number thirteenth ranked team in the country, Virginia Tech, and they lost to Old Dominion, who was winless in this season. Exactly, yeah, this was their first win, so you know you gotta give them. Yeah, I give Old Dominion props for that. I don't even know Old Dominion's mascot. That's how little I know about them. They're the Monarchs, the Old Dominion Monarchs. The only thing I know about them is they have a great women's basketball program. That's all I know about Old I, Dominion. I didn't even know that. So, 
but yeah, so props to the Monarchs. I mean, look at Blake LaRusa, the the Monarch quarterback, 30 for 49, 495 yards and four touchdowns. When you allow a guy to get that many yards, unless your name unless your team name is Missouri and you're playing David Blau and the Purdue Boilermakers and you get just lucky as heck, you know, unless you get that lucky, you're always going to lose when you let a guy put up those numbers. Uh West Virginia beating K-State. That's that's no surprise there. What about the Kentucky football program beating 14 Mississippi State? Kentucky's looking scary. Kentucky's looking really scary. They're ranked right now, which is the first time in program history that Kentucky is ranked in football. It's the first time. No, I, I do not believe it's the first time in their program history. My mistake. I, I'm not sure about that. It's, the, it's definitely the first time in a while. Uh, I think I saw on ESPN, it's like the first time since 1957 that uh, Kentucky and Duke have been ranked at the same time. In football. In football. Happens every year in basketball. Uh, but yeah, so huge upset there. How about how about Tech beating OSU? Texas Tech goes into... Uh, that was on the road. They, they were in Oklahoma... Texas Tech waddles up to number 15 ranked Oklahoma State and wins 41 to 17. UT beating number 17 TCU's 31 to 16. This it was upset central this week honestly, especially in the Big 12. Purdue beating Boston College at home. The amount of the amount of ranked teams that got beat this week is astounding, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Looking down the list, Florida State finally got a win against Northern Illinois. Florida State needed to take a win because otherwise, well, I would say at least for right now, they're calling for the coach's head at yep. this point. Yep. Um, one more one more that we'll talk about just a smidgen. Um, South Carolina beat, beating up on Vanderbilt 37-14. to 14. Now, n- neither of those teams are ranked. But I, I mentioned that I mentioned that game because that South Carolina is Mizzou's next opponent. Uh, they're two and one, one and one in the SEC. Tigers are now three and one, zero oh and one in SEC play. So my question for you, Cole. You know, and we'll, we'll we'll get we'll dive into this more, but just in a word right now, and we'll move on. Do you see the Tigers beating South Carolina in two weeks? It's possible. All right, it's possible. We'll, we'll get into that later. We'll we'll break that down a little bit more later in the show. One more uh, one more result that I want to talk about, and this is insane. The University of North Texas is undefeated. And not just a little bit undefeated. They've blown out every single one of their opponents. They're scoring. They have. There has not been a single game where they've scored less than 40 points. They put up 44 on Arkansas and held the Razorbacks to 17. Now, the, now the Razorbacks suck. I will. I will not. You know. I will. That's not for debate. The Arkansas Razorbacks are a terrible football team. Um. But despite the fact that North Texas is a Conference USA school that plays against opposition that most would consider to be, you know, cupcakes. 
Is it time for the Mean Green to get the respect that I think they deserve? Is it time for North Texas to get a ranking? See, when you talk about a ranking, then there are a lot of teams that are ranked that you question are ranked. There are teams that you definitely should think that are ranked, but never end up getting ranked. So let me let me tell you some ranked teams that you know. And I'll just throw them out there. Michigan State at two and one is ranked twenty first. Michigan State should be ranked, in my opinion. Texas Tech at three and one, ranked twenty fifth. Cal Cal three and zero, oh, ranked twenty fourth. Mississippi State three and one. Ranked 23rd, but they just got upset by an unranked team, which, you know, kind of leads me to think maybe, well, yeah, maybe not, right? Kentucky pulled that upset when they were unranked. Mississippi State dropped down to 23. Kentucky went to 17. Kentucky's undefeated. As an SEC school, they deserve to be there. That That is, you know, I will, I will reaffirm that till my dying day. Um, Duke at number twenty-two. Now you said this is you said that you, you you almost didn't agree with the Blue Devils being ranked. You said that you know before we came on, but I want to I want to refute you on that. Okay, I am entitled to my opinion, but I want to hear what you have to say about Duke being ranked. Duke is currently undefeated, and the the the, the, the teams they have played: Army, Na- Northwestern, Baylor. And then uh, North Carolina Coastal, I believe. Yeah, no, no, North Carolina Central, you know. So, Army, underrated. I think they're still a pretty decent team. Duke won 34-14. So, 20-point win, very convincing. Northwestern, the Blue Devils won 21-7. 14-point win, very convincing. Baylor, Blue Devils won 40-27. to That's a... 13-point wins. Still, two, you know, two-score games. Still very convincing. North Carolina Central, Blue Devils won 55-13. to They are about to start ACC play. This is why I think they deserve to be ranked, right? You're undefeated heading into ACC play. You're not ranked high. You're ranked middle, you know, low, low in the pack. 22 in the nation, right? I think that the voters are priming the Blue Devils, saying, hey, here's your ranking. Now go start your stretch of ACC play and justify it. Looking ahead, what teams are the Blue Devils playing in ACC play? Virginia Tech. They're away at Georgia Tech. Home to Virginia. Away at Pitt. Away in Miami against the, against the Hurricanes. UNC at home. Clemson on the road, and they end against Wake Forest. Now, the ACC has not been a very strong conference in a while. But there are definitely some tough teams in that schedule. But there's some tough teams. There's some very tough teams in that schedule. Tech might have lost this week, but they they will pose a serious problem for the Blue Devils. Georgia Tech is an underdog. Never expect anything out of Georgia Tech, and they'll come out and kick you right in the teeth. Virginia, they're off and on. They're three and one this season, though. So they've they've been doing they've been doing well so far. Miami, the the U is the U, right? You're always gonna have problems against the U. Clemson. Clemson. It's number Clemson. Three, number three ranked team in the country. They need no introduction. Wake Forest. Don't sleep on Wake Forest. I know they're two and two this season, but the Demon Deacons always have a way of flipping the script when you least expect it. 
Same with same with UNC. The 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 Tar Heels. You know, it's it, it's a weird team. The Tar Heels. Um, you don't expect too much out of them, especially like you know they they lost to Cal twenty four seventeen, got blown out by ECU, so they're not having the most productive start to their schedule. But they got a win against Pittsburgh, a much needed win against Pittsburgh, might I add. And they're about to go on the road against Miami. If they can put up a good showing against Miami, like justifies us saying that they might be a halfway decent team. You know? Like, obviously, North Carolina hasn't been the same since Trubisky left. But, Trubisky didn't play too much. You know? So, I'm willing to, I'm willing to let, you know, let them slide. Um, other than that, I mean, look at, look at UCF, right? UCF's ranked 13. Let's see who they played. They're ranked 13th in the nation, so they're undefeated brilliant UCF. You you beat UConn, you beat South Carolina State, got your game against UNC canceled due to a hurricane, and then you beat Florida Atlantic. No one cares, right? Like, those are cupcake schools. North Texas beat an SEC school. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, they also beat SMU, Incarnate Word, and Liberty, but they beat the Razorbacks in Fayetteville. So, I... Can't argue with that logic or anything, but do you feel like Old Dominion should get some raise after beating Virginia Tech? Are Old Dominion undefeated? No, that is no. But I just feel like yes. quality wins is something that you yes, should take Old into consideration. Dominion, Old Dominion should get some props. They should get some votes. But North Texas is undefeated, and they got ten votes this week. Color Texas A and M ranked forty first. They've, they've only won, what, I guess two games now. They got 41 vo- votes. They're 2-2, two and two, the Aggies. Of course, two of those games, they lost to the number two ranked team in the nation and the number one ranked team in the nation, and they should have beaten Clemson. I will die on that hill. But, frankly, North Texas should be receiving more votes as an undefeated squad. If Duke is gonna get four, if Duke is gonna get the twenty second ranking, North Texas should be getting more than ten votes. You know, I think it's a fair argument, and I Missouri got seven votes, so so the Tigers are climbing. I think had they beaten Georgia, and it was close, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, had they beaten Georgia, we would have seen we would have seen a ranked Tigers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're going undefeated into. After going one zero in conference play, you would have gotten a rake if you beat the number two team in the nation. Most assuredly, but we'll, we'll we'll break that down a little bit later. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we'll be talking about another kind of football, the NFL. So stay with us. More than one hundred million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Hello, this is Pierce Porterfield and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. The, the sound, sound of the sound of the fusion. And I'm dead. Enjoy your listen. Enjoy your listen. 
Hey Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 80% of MU students have a negative opinion of people who litter during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Cole... The NFL is weird. I will I will say that wholeheartedly. It definitely has been a weird couple of weeks. The Browns are better than the Patriots. Record, I'll repeat that again. Record wise, you are record wise, you are technically correct. The Browns are one one one. The Pats are one two and zero. Oh. So yes, in technicality. The Cleveland Browns are better than the New England Patriots. What is this backwards world we are living in? It definitely is weird, and there's a lot of games to talk about here. So, looking at it, the Redskins pulled off the defeat over the Green Bay Packers, which is great for my Chicago Bears because the Bears are now first in the NFC North, which... It wasn't even a nail biter from Washington. I mean, they can they convincing they convincingly beat Green Bay. It was it was not even close. It was thirty one to seventeen. Redskins were in control the whole time, up twenty eight to ten at the half. Never looked back. I mean, this was a this was all basically a blowout from the Washington Redskins. Over the Packers, a, a team that, you know, in week one, a one-legged Aaron Rodgers beat the Bears. You know? So, like, what in the world? And the Bills, who everyone's writing off as this terrible team. They're in complete disarray. They're going to go 0-16. They're going to be like the new Browns, right? They're going to be trash. And they go out and blow out the Vikes. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. 27-6, that's a nail-biter. That's a, that's a massacre. What is football? What are we doing? Not only that, I'm but... I'm so confused. The Titans beat the Jags 9-6 in Saxonville. 9-6? What is 9-6? That's not football. That's baseball. Literally not a single touchdown was scored in that football game. It was just five field goals. It's the most boring football game in the history of football. And this is a sport that had zero-zero ties, where back in, like, the 1930s, it was decided that the onside kick was a more credible offensive strategy than the forward pass. John Heisman had to invent the forward pass to make football interesting. Remember? Okay, so so I, I do you know what the, the biggest blowout in the history of college in the history of college football is in the history of football in general? I do not, unfortunately, know. Georgia Tech beat Cumberland College two hundred twenty-two to nothing. Now, there's a story behind that. I can get into it later if you want me to. But the caveat to that two hundred twenty-two to nothing game, right? Georgia Tech was coached by John Heisman, as in. Heisman Trophy Heisman, right? He invented the forward pass, and he had already been using it before Cumberland, like, before this game happened, right? Not once 
did Georgia Tech use the forward pass in that game? And it was still 222 to nothing. The Titans beat the Jaguars 9-6. to And not a single touchdown was scored. What the heck? It's also weird as well because Jacksonville just last week played against the Patriots and completely shut down Gronk and completely shut down my fantasy team. But, like, how do you lose to the Titans in Saxonville when you have, I would say, the second best defense in the NFL? I would say that. I don't even know. How do you lose when you limit the other team to nine points? On any on any other given day, you limit your you limit your opponent to less than ten, you're gonna win the football game. But somehow, Lord knows how, the Jaguars have managed to lose in this situation. Make matters worse. The Giants came into Houston and beat the Texans because Bill O'Brien doesn't know how to coach. Is this true? I I am willing I'm willing to say it now. I wanted to you know past couple weeks I wanted to kind of just say oh you know we're playing better teams we're not playing our best Deshaun's not doing too well right? Deshaun went twenty four for forty three hundred eighty five yards. Two touchdowns. He had five carries for 36 yards, averaged seven and a half. Alfred Blue had four carries for 13. Will Fuller had five catches, 101 yards, averaged 20 a catch, one touchdown. Those are good numbers. J.J. Watt had three sacks, a TFL, and a four and a forced fumble. Good numbers, right? So the Texans are putting up good numbers. I know this. Because Deshaun Watson is my quarterback in fantasy, and he is winning, literally winning me football games. I Like, that's not an exaggeration. That's literally what he did. So I am now willing to say it. This is Bill O'Brien's fault. Especially because the game was played in Houston, so you got to lock the game up, especially after Deshaun Watson plays well. Will Fuller had a very nice game. J.J. Watt played nice on defense. Exactly. When you have good individual performances like that and the team still isn't getting it done, that is a matter of two things. A, the Texans have ignored drafting good offensive linemen for the entire history of the franchise, and it comes to bite us in the butt every year. Right? That's A. B, Bill O'Brien sucks. I am willing to say it now. He is not good. Time management has always been a problem for his entire time in Houston. Play calling has been bad. And the Texans are losing football games because of it. I don't know who they would hire in his place. Frankly, as long as it's someone good, I don't care. What I want to see is Bill O'Brien. If we lose week four, if the Texans lose week four, I want Bill O'Brien out. I'm tired of it. This team deserves better. This team has to be better. It should be better. They have the talent. They have the guys to do it. The only thing missing is the fact that the coach sucks. The Tetsons need to win week four because they're going on the road, but they're playing Annapolis Colts, which... Yeah, they're playing in Indy against the Colts, which, like, 
So I don't know how much you know about Texan franchise history, Cole. Texans have only won one game in Indianapolis in the, in the history of the franchise. It just doesn't happen. This is back, you know, Peyton Manning torched us every year we went up there. Andrew Luck did it when he was healthy. It's not a good look. You know? But the Colts aren't the same as they were a few years ago. This is true. But it's still the Colts, a team that the Texans have, I I want to repeat this because it's worth repeating, only beaten once in Indianapolis in franchise history. I'm not going to say anything, right? Because I want Bill O'Brien to succeed. I want him to go up and pull off a win against the Colts. It's not going to happen. And if this team starts 4-0, or sorry, 0-4, if this team starts 0-4, they're not making the playoffs, especially in a division with the Jacksonville Jaguars and a Titans team that has decided to actually play good football this season. They're not going to make it. Like, I'm sorry... It's not going to happen, and half of that can be chalked up to poor play calling on the part of Bill O'Brien, and if you're going to have a coach lose you football games, it's one thing to lose football games due to your players, right? If Deshaun tosses up a bunch of interceptions, that's his fault, right? He, you know, we need to rethink our quarterback strategy, right? Deshaun Watson is not doing that. Deshaun Watson had one interception. That's it. He had two touchdowns, which makes up for the one interception, right? This is no longer this is no longer the fault of the players. This is turning into a coaching issue. This is turning into Bill O'Brien's fault. When you have JJ Watt have four tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble, right? When you have Blackson get a sack, that's that's four sacks, four sacks by the Texan defense, right? When you have four sacks by your defense in a forced fumble, when your kicker goes three for three with a fifty-four yard field goal, right? When Lamar Miller, when, but you know, when when DeAndre Hopkins goes six for eighty-six, longest being a twenty-four yarder, when Thomas goes two for fifty-three. When Lamar Miller has five catches for 41 yards, one touchdown as long as catch being 16 yards. Good individual showings, right? Why are the Texans losing? Poor play calling from a poor coach. And it's time to consider cutting ties with Bill O'Brien. I think, at least. I would say the Houston Texans definitely do have the weapons there, and I do agree with you that Houston definitely needs to clean their play calling and just overall strategy a little bit because, like, honestly, when you have a guy like Deshaun Watson who seems to get his legs back a little bit, he's seems to be recovering back to his normal form again. You have Will Fuller having a night. You have J.J. Watt and the rest of the defense playing well. You got to win football games, man. Like, when that team is healthy, when that team's playing really good, that team's dangerous. Exactly. It has the tools to be dangerous. And they're, they are healthy now. JJ's playing. It's week, it's, we just finished week three, and there's no signs that he is hurt, which is a miracle, right? Deshaun's healthy. DeAndre Hopkins, healthy. Will Fuller, 
healthy. He was questionable at the beginning of the season. He's back now. He's healthy. Tyron Matthew, healthy. He had seven tackles last night. Or Sunday, Sunday rather. Jadevian Clowney, healthy. DJ Reader, healthy. Whitney Merciless, healthy. This team should be winning football games because of poor coaching. They're not. We're going to take a short break here. When we come back, uh, I think we'll transition to a different sport. Uh, let's talk about playoff baseball. It's coming up after the break. By now, you've heard about how much we love to partner with our friends at One to One Print Shop for all of our custom apparel needs. We aren't the only ones who have been blown away by them. Every customer who wrote them a review on Google or Facebook gave their One to One Print Shop experience five stars, and we are confident you will too after working with them. For creative custom apparel at an affordable price and great customer service, check out One to One Print Shop at 1610 Paris Road or visit their website at OneToOnePrintShop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E PrintShop.com. My mom wanted me to ask you guys to call her. She wants you to tell her more about the internet and why you like it. Tune into Echo Toes, Thursday, midnight to 2 a.m. with DJ Peach. What, what is internet that, anyway? Peach. Internet is uh, that massive computer network. Right. The one that's becoming really big now. Let's all get comfortable and talk about the internet. A new way to use your computer to communicate, have fun, and get instant user information. This is your boy Rubik's. I got a message for all y'all out there. You find yourself with nothing to do from noon to two on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Bing. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. I don't see it. Last time I seen was at the store in the spice I looking salty. I stepped out with some cold And welcome back to K and C Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. We're online at KCOU.fm. So Cole, baseball season is uh, is nearing the the regular season at least is nearing its end. We have not too many games left for for any team, and the playoff picture is really starting to take shape. So my question to you is, uh, what are you thinking about this? Your your Cubs currently first in the NL Central, but it's not locked up. The the AL for the most part is locked up. Every team in the AL who's who's clinched right now, like they, like the, the 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 picture is basically set. The only thing to decide is. Can the A's make up the four-and-a-half game gap they have on the Astros for the AL West? Currently, Yeah. Currently looking at the uh, bracket right now, and currently in the wild card from the AL, it's the S. It's not the Astros, excuse me. The A's and the Yankees, and the NL, it's the Cardinals and the Brewers. Then you have— Rockies, but see, the Rockies are only a half game behind the cards for the wild card. This is—this—the NL is still wide open. So that's that's kind of what I want to focus on today because AL's pretty much locked. Astros' magic number is two right now, and you know they're they're playing the Blue Jays. The one they won last night. Um, the the A's, like I, you know, I I just don't see them making it up unless the Astros just go dead in the water. But they probably will. That they finish off with the Orioles, 
um, in Baltimore, but the Orioles suck, so it shouldn't be a problem. Um, so, so Michael, you know, basically we, we have, we have the Red Sox clenching the East, the Indians clenching the Central, Strohs, uh, basically have the West clench, and then it'll be Yanks and A's in the wild card. That's the AL. We, 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 we have that pretty much pat down. So with, with only, with only the, the Braves clenching a division spot in the NL, what do you foresee of this wild ride here? It's definitely going to be interesting last few games in the baseball season left, and I look forward to seeing what how the bracket's going to shape up, definitely, and should definitely be interesting. Looking at, we were talking about a little bit earlier with the St. Louis Cardinals only being a half game above the Colorado Rockies. A half game behind the Rockies oh, for, excuse the, me. for the wild card. But yeah, the Rockies are... A great team, and if you remember, they were in the wild card last year. Oh, wait, no, you're right. You're right. St. Louis is ahead by a half game. You're, you're correct. My apologies. That's all right. But Colorado Rockies are behind a half game behind the Cardinals, who's currently at the season end today. The Cardinals will be the fifth seed in the wild card against the Brewers. The Rockies are a great team. They were in the wild card last year, and they lost to the Minnesota Twins. So this team definitely is used to playing the postseason. So... This should definitely be interesting last few games in the regular season. Now, here's here's an even more interesting one for you. The Rockies are a game and a half behind the Dodgers. Brewers are a game and a half behind the Cubs. Now, that means that we have two incredibly possible scenarios where one of those teams could leapfrog and become division leaders by the end of this season. Now, I'm going to take a little time... And, and pull up the schedule for the Rockies. And I'm going to pull up the schedule for the Cubs just to kind of get a sense of where we are here because this could really, this could turn into one of the craziest division battles we've seen in a very long time. Cubs don't have too many games left. They've got a home series against the Pirates, and then they end the season at home, a three-gamer against the Cardinals. So, you know, we're, we're, we're heading into October. Uh, Cubs down to their last six games, right? Right. Now let's get back and let's look at uh, the Rockies, right? If I can find the little link to go to. So as I'm getting to so so as I'm getting to this, I, I guess the the best question is, do do you have any real predictions as to how this thing is gonna pan out? You're more the NL guy nowadays than me. You know, back back when the Astros played in the NL, I could you know I could rattle off NL stuff like no one's business. I actually you know I'm, that was the league I cared more about. But now now the Astros are an AL team, so I, you know I, I I pay more attention to the AL. So, looking at the two series left for the Cubs, you have a home game against the Pirates. I think you can definitely win that one, especially you're trying to lock up the number one seed in the playoffs and not try to, like, fall back since you're only a, a game and a half above a team in the wild card, the Brewers. And then you have a series versus the Cardinals. That's a series where 
I see some feasible problems, but I feel like if you play well enough against the Pirates, maybe not sweep the Pirates, but I would say at least get two wins on that series, you can cut your losses against the Cardinals and still manage to get the number one seed in the NL. It's interesting. So, so you know, I, uh, we're, we're looking at the Rockies, we're looking at the Cubs, and then we're, we're sleeping on the Brewers right now, but let's let's also pull up the Milwaukee Brewers schedule, right? Because that's the team that's really going to be in the big divisional battle with the Cubs, and they beat the uh, they beat the Cardinals yesterday, so they are you know they're 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 on they're on a little you know a little little bit here. Um, it's gonna just be it's gonna be crazy. The Brewers have five games left. They have the Cards tonight in St. Louis. Cards tomorrow, also in St. Louis. They take a one-day break, and then they have a three-game series against Detroit at home. So, this is like, Detroit, that's that's winnable. Those are winnable games for Milwaukee, right? If the Cubs manage to slip up against either the Pirates or the Cardinals, Milwaukee has a chance. They, the, the, the Cubs cannot lose two games. For the rest of the season? For, for the rest of the season. They cannot lose two games. Or else, I, I can almost guarantee you, unless the Cardinals beat the Brewers tonight and tomorrow, right? If, if the Cardinals if the Cardinals win this series, I, I think it's Dunskies. Um, but if one of those games goes in favor of the Brewers... And uh, and if one of the one of the games against the Pirates goes in favor of Pittsburgh, I you need to you need to get your you need to get your your uh oh shoes on because this this could be incredibly close for the Chicago Cubs. Now, when we talk about the Cubs potentially losing out on a lead in the division, I don't think they will. I think they're a good team. I don't think they really have much to worry about there. But let's look at the wild card just in case they do. Cubs have a record of 91 and 65, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's go take a gander at the NL wild card race. Milwaukee is 90 and 67. So even if the Cubs do lose their lead in the division, they should still be able to lock up a wild card spot. What I'm more worried about or not worried, but what I'm more interested in is this race between the Rockies and the Cardinals. Cardinals have half a game on the Rockies in the wild card. Cardinals are also right now locked in a little series here against a team that is the first place in the wild card, right? They're playing the Brewers. Brewers are first place in the wild card. Should the Cardinals be concerned, Cole? I would say... Definitely nothing is to say, especially since you're only a half game ahead. And I'm not mistaken, did we mention what the Rocky schedule was like? No, we didn't. Um, The Rockies have, let's see, they got three games against Philadelphia and the three-gamer against the Nationals all at home. Those are all winnable, especially the Nationals are eliminated. All those, I think all all three, all, both of those teams are eliminated. So those are winnable. Um, you, you, I don't know if you could potentially sweep, but they beat the Phillies ten to one last night. 
If you beat a team 10 to 1, I mean, it's a four-game series, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good about the Rockies taking those wins. So we could see the Rockies jump back into the wild card over St. Louis, which is kind of crazy. St. Louis is uh, four and a half behind the Cubs. Magic number is two for the division. So the Cardinals are on the brink of being out of the division race, but they are not out of the wild card yet. Meanwhile, in the NL West, the Rockies are five games off the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have that one locked up. Five Cubs, Cubs, Cubs matching number is five for the division. I mean, I, I they could have that one wrapped up. I'm not entirely sure yet. It's it's going to be close. This whole this whole NL is going to be close. And then, you know, after that, we have the postseason, right? We still have the postseason, which is incredible. Because, like, right now, I mean, let's look at the bracket. I'm going to look at the bracket. Right now, we're going to have A's and Yanks in the wild card. What's your prediction for that? If it were to go down like this. Honestly, so they're going to be playing in New York. But, as I say but, big, big letters. A's are on a tear. The A's are on a serious tear. Like, a tear to the point where they're still challenging the Astros for the division. Magic number's down to two. I think that I think the Astros have it. But, A's were challenging for a while. I think that the I think that the Oakland Athletics could win this baseball game. It's a one game series. It's a wild card game. All you gotta do is get lucky once. In New York, you can do that. I think the Oakland A's could win this this baseball game. Then they go on to play Boston. I think Boston wins that. Hey. Astros are playing the Indians. I think the Astros win that. It's gonna be Boston Astros in the ALCS. That's that's what I'm seeing right now. And, frankly, the World Series logo has two flags in it this year. Do you know what that means, Cole? I do not know, unfortunately. Over the past, I think it's 20 years, anytime there's been two flags in the World Series logo, the Boston Red Sox have won the World Series. Not saying that's, you know, not saying, you know, any conspiracy theories or anything like that. All I'm saying is that it's 2018, and I think the Boston Red Sox are going to win the World Series. So you think the Red Sox are going to beat the Astros in the ALCS and go to the World Series? I think I think they will. I think it'll be a seven-game series. Um, Red Sox, I believe, have a home field advantage for the whole time, so Game 7 would be played in Boston, um, and I, I think the Red Sox will win. Look at the NL. The NL, on the other hand, is crazy. Braves are locked in. I don't. I, I think their spot is basically set. They're going to be the number two seed. Cubs are going to be number one. I'm. I'm pretty set on that. So, the Braves will play the Dodgers, right? I think the Braves have that. I think the Dodgers do as well. Yeah. I think the Dodgers, you know, don't have it. Not like they did last year when they went to the World Series. I just. I think the Braves are a better team. Acuna's good. Freddie Freeman's good. Right. These 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 Atlanta Braves have it. Then you've got Milwaukee and St. Louis in the wild card. 
St. Louis does weird things in the playoffs. I'll they really do. They, they, they do the weirdest things in the playoffs. So I can legitimately, I can, I can think that the Cardinals would win that, right? It'll be in Milwaukee, but I don't think that matters to the Cardinals. I think they'll still win. Um, and it'll be Cardinals Cubs, which is one of the best playoff series you'll you'll hear about in a long time. I think the Cards could beat the Cubs because once again, St. Louis in the playoffs does weird, weird things over the number one seed Chicago Cubs, and they get home field advantage. I'm yes, I'm I'm saying it right now. The Cards do crazy stuff in the playoffs. If you if you look at if you look at their, their history when they you know the last time they won the they won the World Series they came out in the, uh, they came out of the wild card, right? They're coming out of the wild card again this year, given that they make it. This is this could be a wild ride for St. Louis. Um, I don't know if they'll make it to the World Series. I think they I think there's a strong chance they could. I think they beat the Cubs to go to the World Series. Um, but then I think they get beaten by the Red Sox. Um, but yeah, my, my, my pick right now is, is Sox cards in the, in the world series, Sox win it in five. Okay. So I'm a, just, let's just say, uh, the postseason ended right now. That's what we're looking at. So look at the AL. I think, I personally think the Yankees are going to beat the ass, the A's. Really? All and right. This is because of. What happened last year of how the Yankees came out of the wild card and, like, no one expected, at least I didn't, and a few other people we talked to uh, didn't expect the Yankees to go all the way to the championship series in the AL and um, give the Astros a run for their money. Yeah, they went seven games. So, plus, I think the Yankees with Stanton, Aaron Judge, I think the Yankees are going to win the wild card. Then you go on to play the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are... In my opinion, the best team in baseball right now. So I think the Red Sox are going to win that series. The Astros versus the Indians. Bormy wants to say the Indians only because of, as a Cubs fan, of what the Cubs did to them a few years ago in the World Series, of how the Indians were up 3-1 to one and they're trying to get the momentum back. They last year had a MLB franchise record in wins. I want the Indians to, like, win and, like, Ship, prove themselves kind of thing. The thing is, the Indians, like, I haven't seen anything out of them right. this season That's true. that really says anything, right? The Astros have been good, you know, maybe not, the, they haven't been the best, uh, but they, record-wise, they are actually better than last year's Astros, right? Record-wise. Um, but I think the Astros are going to take that series. I think the Astros take that series. And, and so the Astro fan in me, right, sees Stroh's Boston in the ALCS, realizes that Boston was the best team in baseball this year, record-wise, right? But then I, I look at a team like uh, like Golden State a couple of years ago, right, where they 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 essentially went undefeated. In the NBA regular season. Yes, 73 and 9. Yeah. They essentially went undefeated. And then proceeded to lose in the playoffs. Well, it, that's because of um, Draymond Green getting suspended in game six. Yes, yes. I'm saying, I know, I know. But then, like, okay, you always look at these high power teams. 
the team that is the best in the regular season many times does not win. So like the Indians last year in the playoffs. Indians last year in the playoffs. You look at, let's say, uh, in hockey. How many times has the Washington Capitals won the President's Trophy and not won the Stanley Cup? Quite a few times, right? Um, in soccer, let's look at the MLS. The team that wins the, sh- the Supporters' Shield, rarely do they go on to win the MLS Cup. What I'm saying is just because you're the best in the regular season doesn't mean you're going to be the best in the postseason. And the, the little, the little you know, six-year-old Astro fan me who's watching the 2005 World Series and, you know, we get, our, we get swept. But, you know, little, little six-year-old who's, who's still, you know, just wants to see his Astros win the World Series. I don't think we're going to win this year, but I really want us to win. And, and there's, a, there's a chance. There's a real chance again, which is insane. All right, so I'm just going to give a quick prediction so this is my dream dream scenario i don't think it's going to happen i want it to happen so bad like sometime on my on my time on this planet earth i want this to happen a cubs astros world series it, 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 i want to see that it could it could legitimately happen this season i think the cubs are one of the best in the nl um i think if they get past the cards um then they'll then they'll get to the World Series. We could very well see a Cubs Astros World Series, which would be crazy. You had the 2016 World Champ against the 2017 World Champ in 2018 for the champ. In the world, ah, oh my gosh. Well, we don't have too much time left, so let's let's speed on right through to uh, recapping Georgia versus Missouri. Um, that happened on Saturday. Georgia wins 43-23-29. Um, but but I think a lot of a lot of Mizzou fans would agree with us when we say the Tigers had a legitimate gripe. They, I will say this: the officiating was subpar. I hate to use the B word, but it was biased towards Georgia. It it felt that way. Um, when you look at the first the first score, the first touchdown that Georgia had, where uh, Albert Okwebenam fumbled the ball. Though his forward progress had been stopped, um, and in then the the refs set the pick of the year on Drew Locke when Drew was trying to line up the the guy who recovered the fumble. Also, I don't know if you saw the replay. Drew Locke took a hit to the head on that play. He did. Should have been roughing the passer right there. So multiple things happened on that play. Drew Locke got roughing the passer. The play was dead. So the fumble should not have happened. Drew Locke was trying to tackle the guy, but the ref blocked him, which resulted in a Georgia touchdown. So, like, that play should have never happened. And you argue, you can argue that, that that's and momentum. That That's momentum right there. Not only momentum, but there are multiple plays like that. Let's talk about the field goal that was supposedly missed by Mizzou when... Tucker, I mean, I was in the student Tucker section. McCann's first field goal. So, so I, I've been talking to a lot of people who went to the game. They couldn't tell. They said from 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 the student section, you can't really tell because an angle and everything. But like, on the when, on the TV broadcast, I'll tell you this because I watch at home and watch it on the couch. Okay, that ball went, and it was good. It went like above the. It was it was above the upright, but it went to the left in such a way that it was it was good. So I didn't know because I was in the student section, so it's at an angle so you couldn't really see. But I'm saying it looked good because 
Georgia then went down the field, kicked a field goal, and Georgia's field goal looked way off, and they called it good. So I was like, maybe Tucker McCann's field goal was good, actually. Yeah, no, Tucker McCann's field goal was good. That was- and let's talk about the celebratory drop ball yeah, the, touchdown. the drop ball where he, he he dropped it before the line. Like that's absolutely. So so now it's time to start the GoFundMe to get uh, pylon cams for Missouri because that's if 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 the Tigers had pylon cam, we would have been able to see that he had dropped the ball. It was it was pretty clear on the TV broadcast. You could tell um, that he dropped the ball, um, and the Tigers ran it down. So between b- between the, the 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 fumble that was not a fumble. The field goal. The field goal that should have been. And this touchdown. The the touchdown for Missouri that should have happened. You're talking about 17 points that. 17 point swing. Tigers only lost by 14. That's the game for Missouri. Exactly. Also, also, Georgia had an interception, right? They had an interception on Jonathan Johnson. It was it was it was a, you know flashbacks to Purdue where uh, where we we had a, a pass go off the helmet of a defender and into the arms of. A Purdue receiver flip it this week. It was off the helmet of Jonathan Johnson into the hands of a Georgia defender. Right? It's another immaculate reception. How can this keep happening? Mizzou is probably one of the most unlucky teams in the history of football. And I don't know if you looked at this statistically, but this is the first time in, if I'm not mistaken, eleven games that Drew Locke did not throw a touchdown pass. Thirteen. It was the first time in 13 games that he did not have and a touchdown pass. you want to know pass. the last game that happened? When? 35-3 Purdue last year. Really? Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, but, yeah. So, the, the nine-game regular season win streak that the Tigers had coming in is snapped because of, frankly, a load of crud. So, we're talking about a 17 points that... We're in favor of George that I would argue should not have happened. So so clo- so so we don't have too much time. Closing thoughts. You know, seventeen point swing could have beaten Georgia. Now I I know we we talked about this earlier. What do the Tigers need to do to beat South Carolina? Hopefully the officiating is fair. That's yeah. one. Yeah, point. let's let, let's assume that the officials get everything right. Drew Locke needs to throw a touchdown pass and get back in the he needs to get back. Heisman form. Gets 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 his rhythm back. He was actually he was in pretty good form. Twenty three for forty eight for two hundred twenty one yards, one interception, and that interception was BS. Right. So, what are your closing thoughts? Tigers just need to get back get back in their rhythm. I think if they beat South Carolina, get get your momentum back, um, you will avoid a blowout. Against Alabama, you will lose to Alabama. This Avoid is a, a blowout. This will be a given. They will lose to Alabama, but but if they get some momentum back against South Carolina, remind themselves that they can and will play football. They they'll lose by only twenty one points to Alabama instead of you know forty. But uh, that's all the time we have. So uh, thanks for tuning in to KNC Sports today. We'll be back on. Tuesday at the same time, same place. So tune in to us then. My name is Kyle Jones. I've been joined by good friend Cole Tusing. And thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your week. You're listening to KCOU Columbia.